As always, we are brought to you by The Cover. You can find them at thecover.com.au or The Cover AU on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and just wherever you find good podcasts. He hits it, he's got it! He's got the field goal! He's got the premiership! It was better than Leo! What can I say? Mamba out. Welcome back to the 5th and Dribble podcast. No, this is not another takeover episode. The Sherpa and I have been, uh, we have been told there are no more coups. We have to keep our coups to ourselves. Um, so that's not what's happening. What is happening is both the boys are on a, look, I'm going to call it a well-deserved holiday. I'd hate to bring down the mood while they are away. Um, big MB, he's out there in Byron, him and, him and his lovely Mrs. Maddie B. Um, so they're out there, a couple of Byron Bays, having a good time. Um, the Sherpa is, as we said last week, he's actually sailing. Uh, he's He's out there in the Pacific with his wife, his actual, in fact, wife, they, you know. It's all very legal there. Um, so they're out there on a little cruise. She had her birthday. So shout out Mrs. Sherba. Happy birthday while you're out there. So I got the keys. The keys to the kingdom. And you know what? I hear the thoughts. I hear you guys saying, why wouldn't you just, you know, not do it? You've only got one third of the boys. You got the one who's, you know, maybe not putting in all the legwork most of the other time. How's he get the time? It's all right. I'm here. We're going to have a great time. And speaking of a great time, uh, we are brought to you by The Cover, as always. So you can find them anywhere that you're just finding stuff. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, that is thecoverau or thecover.com.au. So find them there. You can find us. Uh, Daily Dribble Boys as well are there. They're ramping up to the NBA shows like we are. Uh, speaking of NBA shows, we're going to save the weekend chat for your Thursday. That's what we're going to do. No point doing it here. It's just me. My weekend was pretty good. Uh, I won't go into too much detail. Won't put any spoilers in. But on Thursday, me and MB will be doing a little bit of weekend chat for you. Uh, so we're going to move on to how look how we normally go. Um, as you guys know, if you listen, these solo episodes go pretty quick. It's hard to sometimes hard to maintain a pace when it's just yourself. Um, so we're going to start off some super coach talk. So we've really come in now. So we're, we're just on the outskirts of the 2000. So we're 232nd. So we come in from, from four and a half thousand out. So that's pretty good. I mean, I mean, we, if we could end up the season inside the 2000, mate, we'd be wrapped. That'd be a great year for us. We're out there tinkering. If anyone's got any suggestions, let us know. We'll probably ignore it because you're probably a lower rank than us. And at that point, why? Why would we listen? You know, like, why would we do that? Um, and then moving on from that, we've got fantasy. Now, I get to make the fantasy rules here. We've heard, we've seen games get taken away from Maddie, Games get taken away from Sherpa. I've never had a game taken away. That's what happens when you go into work, guys. Go into work every day. You won't have games stolen from underneath you. But at the moment... This is how it's shaken up for, for the three boys. Maddie B and Locke are both six and one. Big dubs for the boys. They are second and third, respectively. 
you know, uh, Big Gendo, the small house himself, is coming number one. He is undefeated. He is going to be one to topple. Matt is above me in for and against. Uh, not much I can do there. I played Tamari Martin this week. I forgot to take him out of the team. Thank God it didn't matter. I won by three points. Three points. So that was nice. And rounding out a little trio is the Sherpa. He had a loss. This was a real loss. This wasn't us taking it away loss. He legitimately lost this matchup. He's now three and four. He's coming nine. And you know what? He's getting, he's getting a little bit close to being the buy at the moment. Three wins isn't bad. I'll give him that. But four losses, not looking good, Sherps. But speaking of looking good, we have got our round seven team of the weekend. And if you want to see this, you can hit up our socials. You can hit up Rugby League Realm as well. We love working with them. Um, they do, they give us some great graphics, some great ideas. It's been great collabing with them this season. It's really taken the Team of the Week stuff up to a new level. But we'll get that sort of fullback. A reappearance in Team of the Week, Trell Mitt. Uh, Latrell played a great game. Uh, South, when he is on this year, look unstoppable. He's looked pretty good. He's been He's been really consistent. He's been surprising to me. This year, I'm um, not surprised he's been good, but just the consistency, you know, he's last year was very in and out of games. We've got pretty good games out of him for six weeks so far. So shout out Trail Mid, he's there on the wing. Uh, sorry, there at fullback on the wing, we have uh, Tao Tao Moga, scored a double, including one of the slowest intercept tries I have ever seen in my life against the Raiders. Looked like that dude was running in quicksand. Um, but shout out to the big fella getting that try. On the other wing, we've got Mike Acevo. The Eels specialist. Uh, he had a great game. The Eels looked looked good most of the game. Looked, sh looked shoddy in some patches. But, I mean, he was great, um, as he always is. We're probably not going to talk too much about the Eels, you know, if I'm being honest. So that might almost be it for them. In the center, well, here we go. It's not quite in the centers. We have Will Penasini, penis boy, is there. Um, slowly just becoming one of the, the more uh, complete centers in the league. He's someone that... He's, he's a show favorite penis boy, not just because he's got a great name to say, but because he is a great player. I think he's going to be really good. He was great this game. He's really, his defense is pretty solid as it has been previously, but he's starting to get a few more tricks up his sleeve offensively. And I think that's what's going to be the key for him to go to that next level when he can start to be, I guess, more explosive where you can give him the ball and he can just go make something happen. That's that's the part of his game he doesn't quite yet have. That strike that like a, a Tony Staggs or a Herbie has or a, or a Stephen Crichton. He doesn't quite have that, but I think he can get there. He's a smart kid, so uh, great work, Penasini. There, the other center is Aitken. You and Aitken, you know, and we always like to sneak a dolphin in there, even in a loss. Uh, he was really good, so shout out you and Aitken. Uh, the halves were, of course, Cody Walker and Daly Cherry Evans. What a weird halves combination. But no, both played well. Another bunny. Uh, normally when Trollmit plays well, Walker's probably not far behind him. And that actually goes vice versa as well there. So he's in there. And then Cherry Evans. Yep. Um, Manly played played pretty, pretty well. I, I didn't think they played that bad. The Storm just really, really wanted it as well. Um, but no, he he looks good. So Cherry Evans, he's continues to age and i will say that that contract they they um oh obviously oh sorry i have just looked mainly one i do not know why i thought that melbourne won i have no idea 
So great win, Cherry Evans. I've no idea what game I'm thinking of where Melbourne beat Manly. So leave that one. Uh, but yeah, his million dollar a year or 1.1 or 1.2 or whatever it was as it ratchets up. Still looking pretty good. Um, I think that was a pretty good investment from them. He's coming to the end of it, I think, ne- next year. 2024 might be the last year. Um, he's been worth it every year unless he really falls off a cliff next year. I can't see him not being worth up and around that money. So that's one of the rare like long-term deals turning out well. For my sake, let's hope it works out for our boy, Nath. The front rowers are Fanil Blake and RCG. A couple of three-letter boys, AFB and RCG. A couple of big fellas. Uh, big wins for both the boys as well. So well done there. And then in there at hooker, Blake Braley, who is our player of the week. Uh, he had a good game. I like Blake Braley. I think he's probably the better Braley so far, I guess. They're, they're pretty still. I think they're, yeah, I think it sucks for the two of them. They're so similar. Uh, people just kind of lump them together. But I really like Blake. He had a great game. Um, and there he is. On the edges, got Ryan Madison, Nakora. And Isaiah Yo. Isaiah Yo was once a mainstay of the team of the week. He has returned. Um, yeah, team of the week. As I said, check it out. Instagram at us or at Rugby League Realm. Go have a look. Go have a look at the previous ones. And always make sure to tell us what you think. Everyone apparently is an expert. So please let us know what you guys think. Um, look, this is the bit where we would normally start the games or jump into a bit of a deep dive for those who paid attention last week. And that was all of you that paid attention. Cause it's what you guys do. It's supposed to be the fins, the dolphins of the, we were supposed to do a deep dive on them. Um, we did a little bit of stuff on it for their game, but you know what, without my, without my man here, it doesn't feel right to start. So we're going to wait till, till next week, actually. So we're going to, we're going to push it out one week and they, um, they play the Titans next week on a Sunday, Arvo. So I think that'll actually be a good game to kind of break down and get really into. But I will say the Dolphins, the main takeaway is just the injuries. They're just a really depleted team right now. And when you're already playing with a couple of guys in makeshift positions, when you lose those guys, then yeah, you're really in trouble. But I mean, they put up a good fight for a bit. Um, they're always entertaining to watch. And yeah, shout out Fins, Fins up. And that is the first game. So we're just probably going to, not really touch on that too much more. I mean, we had the Bunnies take on the Dolphins 36 to 14. I thought Wayne Bennett was going to really want to win against his old club. He probably did. But I mean, the the Finns, yeah, it's just the injury stuff. And I mean, they're they're really chugging along here. Like Cody Nicarima was supposed to be their bench hooker. He's their starting six at the moment. This was the first game the Hammerhand scored a try for them. Um, Asako also didn't score a try. They just weren't finding any joy kind of where they normally would. Jeremy Marshall King looks really, really good when he's back in the squad there. Um, I think they're just going to, they're just going to have to see what happens. Like this halves situation is not ideal, whether it be Nikarima and Milford who partners Katoa or what happens there. And, and yeah, I think the good teams will be able to beat them, but they'll hang around with the bad teams for sure. And then the bunnies, the bunnies were just, yeah, they're really turning it on now, aren't they? Like, Alex Johnson bags another. He's going to end up with 10 before like round 15. And we'll go, oh, that's right. He's fucking great at scoring tries. But even then, Cody Walker had triple tries this end of try himself. He had a fantastic game. They just, the last two weeks, the Bunnies have really been hitting it strong. And they're, they're next two. Um, so they go up against Penrith this week. And then they go up against the Broncos. They have two huge games. They could really use these next this next fortnight to solidify that they're a title contender. 
Um, Campbell Graham is just with the news of Jack White and, you know, retiring from rep footy, which was odd and unexpected. Um, Campbell Graham surely is up there in the center conversation, right? Or, or on the wing depends what you want to do with Thomas Turbo. Uh, but surely Campbell Graham, he had a double this game. He's had a blinder of a year. I don't think you can leave him out the blue squad, but yep. Bunnies. There you go. They're kind of, they're creeping back up into the top four and they look like they haven't left off last year too much. First of the Friday night game, the Cronulla Sharks and the Sydney Roosters. This one I was pretty confident in the Roosters in. I will say I got both kind of guesses wrong for Friday night. I thought we were going to see a Roosters storm uh, double header, but I guess the times are changing. We're getting new winners out here. So, I mean, this, this was... This was a pretty okay game. Um, they're not particularly fun teams to watch this year. I mean, the Sharks, actually, the Sharks can be sometimes. The Roosters aren't particularly, but, I mean, it was all the usual suspects for for the Sharks. It was, you had Ronaldo, Moylan, Braley, and Nakora scoring tries. It was, yeah. I don't know. The 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 Roosters just looked clunky. It, it, this game definitely seemed to me more the Roosters losing it than it did Cronulla winning it. Um, I'm not sure what's up with the Roosters or what's going on. I think they just need a little bit of time to to gel still. I wonder if that Drew Hutchinson at center, like experiment, they kind of wish they could have gone back on that. I had a pretty full strength backline here with Teddy, Tupo, Swali'i, Manu, and Paulo. Like that's, that's probably what they're going to run in. Their team was pretty full strength, except for obviously the back rowers. Um, you'd like to obviously see big Gus Crichton, who's playing, who played reserve grade this week. Shout out big Gussie. So you'd rather see him in there and maybe Tupanua, one of the butchers go back to the bench or something. So there is definitely some room to improve there, but I don't know what the roosters are going to do. They, I know they peak towards the end of the year, but you'd like to see something from them soon. And in the latest iteration of the battle of Brookie, you had Manly beating the storm 18 to eight. And yes, it was Manly winning. I have no idea why I thought the storm won. I guess it's because of the storm and you just assume that shit's going to happen. But this is actually a really good game. This is a bit of a bludger in the rain. Um, some good tries, some bad tries. Tommy was kind of back, but not really. He didn't, he, he did bits, but he, he wasn't Tommy. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do there. And I mean, Vega was just a loose unit. There were so many binnings here. This was, this was a weird game. Let me bring up. I had them up before. Let me quickly bring up. Uh, we got yeah. So, oh, they don't have it. But there was, in total, there was six penalty goals. Um, five of them were converted. Cherry with three. Jonah Pezzett with, with two. Um, I'm just trying to grab the sin bins up quickly. Yeah. So you had sin bin. Um, Raymond Vega, who I like, who looks. Like, Raymond Vega looks like if you drew Brian Toto from memory. That is how I describe him. Or like Russell Westbrook from memory. He's very Ninja Turtle-esque, uh, but he's just a cannon who just flew out of the wing and started killing people. Um, and I think Munster just has nightmares about manly wingers now. Between Vega hitting him, between uh, I think Saab got him once too. Did Saab? Um, I'm trying to see who hit him hard. Yeah, Sa- I think Saab hit him again as well. And then obviously the Tafua one from a couple of years ago. I bet he's got PTSD from those many outside backs. But yeah, 39th minute, Vega got Sinbin. 46th minute, Tui got Sinbin. 
and 57 minute Olam got sin bin. So half an hour of guys sitting out that Olam and Olam getting crunched by uh, Olakowatu was massive too. I mean, Manly really put a statement out this game. I think they really dominated them, uh, dominated them inside. And then they all, they were just aggressive and physical. This is how they played in the preseason. It's how they played the first few weeks of the year. Um, them playing like this is why I was so high on them. They're just bigger, stronger, want it more. Um, there were times, and against the Bunnies was one of them, where they just didn't kind of, it didn't work out in terms of the physicality. They weren't hitting and sticking. They're kind of hitting and falling off and get, giving the Bunnies another chance. Whereas when it's like that, you really got to hit and stick. But man, Manly continues to be a weird team to kind of monitor and see where they're going to be at. I mean, if you look at the the ladder now, they're currently fourth. Uh, they they have had a buy, which helps. I mean, until everyone's got a buy, you kind of got to chuck that caveat in there. So they're coming fourth, but yeah, their next couple who who they have the next couple of weeks. So I've got Tigers next week. So imagine that's a probably. I mean, Tigers are only paying three dollars for that game. That's, I would not touch that. And then round nine, they're against Titans. So they they could put up another another two wins before heading up to Magic Round, which is round ten, which is kind of why I'm doing the two games advance thing. Um, they, they could end up being in a really good spot. They could be top three, you know, by the time they head up to magic round to versus Broncos, who could also be top three. That could be a really good game. Now, moving on to Saturday, I got a message from our fearless leader, Matthew B asking me, please be gentle to my Cowboys. And I think I will, because I actually didn't watch this game. Um, I was out during the day. Uh, the group chat was going off. Lots of things like, what the fuck's wrong with the Cowboys? Cowboys deserve to lose this. How are the Cowboys so bad? Now, Matt can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he saw all of those too. Um, talking points from this game, look, in full honesty, this is going to be a stats-based <laughs> review from myself. Um, not really sure what what like occurred, but it just... It's just nice to see the. I'll just do vibe then if I if I don't know what happened. It's just nice to see the Warriors doing well. Like same thing. They're they're sitting third right now. They're playing really good footy. They're looking happy, and they're missing a couple of players. Right, like they're missing, um, they're missing a couple of forwards. And I mean, you've got you got the halves. Dylan Walker's playing five eight. Like if you had told me Dylan Walker would be playing five eight for a team coming third. I would have told you you're insane and give me whatever you're on. But I mean, the forwards are really stepped up. Tohu Harris was there. Uh, Karen and Ford are just a scary back row. Tavanga and Fanil Blake. They're just, these forwards just rotate so well. Bunty Fowler and Sirenum went to the bench. And they're just, I don't, I, it's not Warriors footy that we're used to. It's fun and confident. Andrew Webster's really got them playing with some freedom. Um, and look, I hope it keeps it up. Marcelo Montoya moved into the centers, which I didn't mind. I prefer him on a wing, um, I think. But I mean, this is probably their best back five with Chance, Cozzy, and Dallin on wings. Marcelo and Adam Pompey in the centers. Um, that's, look, I'd imagine that's probably their best five. Dylan Walker at six is playing okay. I'd like to see Volkman get a run, but apparently from what I've heard, the Warriors look at him as more of a seven and kind of don't want to... Don't want to have him playing the six there. It would be Metcalf if he wasn't injured. So maybe we'll see that depending how long Tamari's out. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Cowboys just, I don't know what the fuck is going on. They're second last. They have, as of today, they only have two points more than the Tigers. So that's fucking depressing. 
Uh, try not to go too hard, Maddie, but you know, making it hard for me. They they continued to run out very very strange bench. Uh, like originally it was obviously meant to be Jake Granville. Um, yeah, it was meant to be Jake Granville, Tom Chester, Tanua Brown, and Price. But Peyton, I don't know if he's trying to tinker or what he's trying to do here. But it was like Hess and Granville were playing prop. Um, Gazeski came into the back row. It was Dunn, Cotter, Chester, and Tanua Brown on the bench, and Price dropped to 18th man. Um, I think having that small of a forward pack hurt him. They got they got hit through the middle hard. I think the Warriors won won the center of the field and carried that on early. I would have liked to see Ruben Cotter out there. Apparently, it was something to do with they didn't want to do the interchange where they start Cotter, bring on Granville, and then uh, bring back on Cotter. They wanted to save an interchange. It's just, no, don't you just want to put your best guys out there and try and win? Um, Todd Payton, I think he needs to go back to the drawing board a little bit more and just get back to the basics. That's what That's what got them so far last year. Um, I don't see why they would not want to do that again. But look, we'll see Cowboys the next two weeks with the Knights. That'll be a good game. And Cowboys are currently favorites for that. But I don't know. It's at home. I think that's why. But I'd back the Knights. I'd give the Knights a bit of a chance. They looked really good this week and we're about to touch on them. Uh, Their next game, the Cows, is they play the Sharks on a Thursday night before Magic Round. That's going to be a tight one too. Um, We might actually go out to that. Matty B and the Piss King Thursday night. Yeah, points back. That'll be all right, I reckon. Just a bitch to get out there. Look, this next game I could probably spend, you know, a two-hour pod on, but I'm not going to. It was the mighty, mighty Panthers first. You know what? I'll give them a mighty. The mighty Knights, 15 to 16, three field goals, including an incredible, uh, incredible golden point winner from the Iceman himself, Nathan Cleary. I mean... This game is your classic Panthers win a close one and, you know, it's all ref blaming. I will say, look, it is what it is. Some co- some teams get calls and I'm going to be biased about it, but the one that I didn't, the hair pull's fucking stupid. Cut your hair, Jerome. Um, I've never been a fan of that. I think if it was clear that Frizzell was just grabbing for a jersey. I mean, if you're in a tackle when you're given the grab or someone's dragging you by the hair, yeah, sure, penalty, but... When it's when someone's gone for a jersey grab, I think that's fine. Um, cut your hair, really, and don't dye it blonde like that. Um, the other, I don't think there was any other crazy call. I will say one call I missed, I didn't really like, was when it was the second Cleary permit, the second Cleary field goal miss. Jackson Hastings was at marker, and he sprints out and. The ref is absolutely screaming at him. Jackson, 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 like you're off, like screaming at him for being offside, yet he still runs to put, put, to put pressure on Cleary. That I didn't like. That I felt like you could go, really, what do you do? What's the point of yet? Like you're yelling at him. He's putting the tackle isn't the problem, making the contact. It's the pressure. Um, it would have been nice if Cleary could have, you know, lulled him into getting closer and, and kind of drew a penalty there. But I mean, you just at that point, you just want to kick it. But the Iceman comes again, does what he does. Uh, Luai was just a really quiet game. That left edge, pretty quiet for Penrith, which is kind of becoming the norm. Uh, Crichton and Toto link up again. The headgear boys doing well. Um, yeah, I, I don't... Jamin Salmon had a try too. The week got a dog score in a couple of weeks now. So 
That's nice for him. The team looks pretty good. Spencer was locked in again as he was. That call with Spencer too. He's just turning around. I don't I don't think if, if someone turns around and sticks their leg out like Josh Reynolds used to do, sure, it's a tripping penalty, give it to him. But I think he just turned around and it they just is incidental contact. This is a contact sport. I think people just the the Penrith hate thing is what it is. It was nice to see Martin and Hosking together in the back row for the first time. Uh, Martin on the left, Hosking on the right, I guess is is probably the way to go. Um, I'd like to see it a couple more weeks though before making a decision. I think I think that is going to be right. Like Hosking running off Cleary has looked really good the last few weeks. I think Martin is damaging enough to play on that left edge. Uh, so we'll see. But a couple more weeks, you might see some cohesion there. Uh, yeah, so look forward to that. Shout out the Panthers. They have snuck into the top two. So, yeah, you know, they're only two points behind the Broncos. As soon as the Broncos drop a game, the mighty, mighty Penny Panthers are going to be right behind them. The uh, the last game on the Super Saturday was a weird one. It was it was the battle, like battle of South, not Brisbane, Southeast Queensland, the kind of brothers, the cousin battle. I don't know. I don't know how these how these Queensland teams are cousin brothers. are probably all the same, right? They all got two heads. But this game was pretty close at some point until it ended up being a 43 to 26 Broncos win. Um, started off with the Philip Sami try, who's had a great couple of weeks now, Philip Sami. Um, then Jordan Ricky went over, Khan Pereira for the Titans. And then it was Herbie Farnworth for the Broncos for, for a while. Um, and then a quick double to Walsh and Arthurs to the Bronx. Capewell got in on it. Mam got in on it. Leeming got in on it for the Titans scoring his first NRL try. Shout out Leeming. And then Cobo finished it off. No one puts up points like these Broncos do. I've not I've not seen a team do what they do with the ball ever, I don't think. No, no great team that we have, whether it be the Storm, the Roosters, recent Panthers, the Dogs back in the day, the old school Roosters. No one could put points up like this Broncos team. Like you look at that between the 50th minute and the 75th minute. So 25 minutes, which is a decent chunk, mind you. It's got five tries. It's got five tries. And that's just what they can do. They just, they, yeah, at the end of games, teams clock off. Um, and that's where they strike. And I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. They've obviously got the one loss to the Raiders, which controversial as it is. But their next two games against the Eels, which is going to be massive next week at Darwin. Um, and then the week after they have the bunnies at Suncorp going to be a huge game. And then they go into that man, the game, like they, they can drag two wins out of that. They'd be feeling pretty good. They go two for three. You'd be happy three for three, obviously love and life one for three, basically kick out the comp, but two out of three, I think seems to be the good spot for that. The Broncos to me are legitimate title contenders. Um, I, I want to make sure they can stay in some of these hard fought games. I think this next week is going to be really, um, Really instrumental in showing that, especially against the Eels, who are going to put up a big fight. They've got a great forward pack. Uh, and then obviously South, who are a pretty complete team and one of my favorites to win the comp this year. So I don't know. Brisbane Broncos, what can you do? Uh, the Titans, you did well. They played okay. Titans have been competent and pretty fun. Nothing too special. They're just, they're just lacking some, I think, some experience and some class out of their backs and their halves. But, I mean, Dave, their forward pack was on one. Mo Fodawaker was a freak. He ran for 200 meters and, like, 62 post-contact. Dave Fafita, this was the most involved I've ever seen him. 173 meters, 32 post-contact. Like, 
everybody was getting involved. Tino finished with just under 100. It seemed like he had a lot more. But seeing Dave Fafita run at this, like Payne Haas, it just, I never get over that graphic that um, that we we put up. I think it was last year, maybe, maybe even the year before. And it was that, it was that Broncos pack that had like Payne Haas, Offengawi, Tavita Pango Jr., uh, Paddy Carrigan, David Fafita, like just an, Unbel- just an unbelievable forward pack. Um, Titans forward pack tried. They just they just don't. No team has the strike to stay with the Broncos, and unfortunately they ran out of gas by keeping it close early. And I think that's one of these things Broncos teams are going to do. Teams going to keep it close and they're going to blow them out because they're just gassed. Uh, but yeah, no, that was the battle of the you know Queensland related people. This was one of the weirder games of the weekend. We had the Canberra Raiders versus the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, I probably, like, obviously don't tip because tipping's fucking lame. Um, I probably would have tipped the Dragons. I just still like what they're doing. I still, I don't know. I like I like the players they have, and their players play well. They just don't convert it into points. Um, Moga had a double. Fangai had another one. Hudson Young had an amazing try, like, towards the end of the game. Um Got the, got the one-on-one steal and just trucked at 80, 80 meters. He thought he was going to die when he got to the end there. And it was just looking now, was it the 72nd minute? I don't remember being that late. Yeah, big fella had some gas in and played 80. Good job, Canberra. They've done a really good job of bouncing back after getting their pants pulled down by Penrith. The forwards have really been showing up for them. Like they had three forwards run over 100 meters and probably 98. I'm happy to round up if you guys are. And like Emre Gula had 85. They're just, their forwards are really setting the tone. Corey Horsburgh's been massive this year. Hudson Young hasn't been as dynamic, but he's been really good. I think he'll be, he'll still be in and around the origin talk. It's, yeah, this team, when they get Xavier Savage back, is going to be really good because I think you move Seb Chris to the centers or you could move him, you know, they they might be tempted to move him to the wing in that Hopawadi spot. Um I'll put Savage out fullback. Nick Kotrick was massive too. There was a there was a point in the game where St. George took three short dropouts. Ben Hunt hit him inch perfect. Kotrick caught all three of them. So shout out to the big Serbian. Um, this was, yeah, it was just a weird game. Like, as I said, it was uh, the, the Dragons. I don't know what they're doing. Um, the Ben Hunt comments about Hook, not a huge fan of. I still like Sloan and what he does. I just need to get him more involved. And same with Amon too. These guys are really good. They just, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Like you look at this team and you think you got Jack Bird, Jane Sewer, uh, Blake Laurie's gone to another level this year. Ben Hunt, Zach Lomax, Moses Sully. It's a good team. They just can't put it together. And I think that's a big sign of the coach. This would be one of those teams that gets an interim coach and ends up winning a few on the trot. But I know it's not all, it's not all doom and gloom at the moment. They're still 13th. So they're above the Raiders who came up um, and they're only like, I mean, you look at it, the most of the packs on six to six to eight. So there's a really good chance they could jump up there and get into the top eight if they have a big win. I mean, their next two are against the Roosters, which will be tough. That's obviously the Anzac, uh, the Anzac Day matches. Hopefully I can get up for that. And they play the dogs uh down there at Wynn Stadium. So they, they could win one of them. Um, and then obviously they go to Magic Round and take on the Tigers. So same thing. You could win a couple of them and, and they're sitting pretty. I think that's gonna be the big test whether Anthony Griffin is around, depending on their record after uh after Magic Rounds. Closing out 
the rounds with the Parramatta Eels versus the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. This was at Combank, the Kings of Combank, Parramatta, 130 to 4. This, as I said at the start, when we touched on a few of the Eels, this was a pretty comprehensive win here. Um, the Eels should be pretty happy with what, what they've done there. I mean, you were never too worried about the record with all the early stuff. They're, they're, they're going to beat the bad teams. They always do. They're going to beat the dogs at home, especially the dogs are battered. Like they're, I was having a look at the dogs forward pack and I'll bring it back up. It's there. Were, I'm pretty in tune with some players. I didn't know some of these guys. Uh, okay. Look, I lie. I know all, I know all the guys, but still, I mean, to be the pain guy coming back was big. He didn't, he had a good game. Um, I see he's one of my favorite players in the league to be the pain guy. I, I want to see him go to another level. I think him playing at prop is going to be really good to some of those other guys come out. Corey Waddell on an edge is not great. I'd love to see Topine maybe get a run or Andrew Davey. I really liked what Andrew Davey did for Manly last year over what Corey Waddell kind of brings you. But I mean, obviously they've got a vision here. Serraldo knows what he's doing. Preston was good again, as he always is. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're just in trouble, I think. And and they're the four, they can't win a can't win a game when your forward pack's getting dominated like they're probably going to be. They need, like, when Luke Thompson's back, that's going to be massive. Obviously, they're not getting kick out back for the rest of the year, so they've got to sort out the second row spot. But Ryan Sutton was a bit disappointing, but I think he'll improve. I don't really know where the dogs go. I mean, they're sitting at 15th, but same thing, six points. They could win a couple and be in the eight. Not too stressed. Their next two are against... The Sharks, who I think they'll they'll lose to, and uh, they play the Dragons, who yeah, down there win, of course. Um, they they could win that one if they won that one, and they went into Magic Round, you know, against Canberra on the Friday night. You'd be fairly confident, I think. Um, but yeah, the, the Eels look good. I'm not going to talk too much about the fucking Eels because we always end up with like hate talk about them. So I'm not going to talk about them too much. But they look really good. I think they're. I don't know why Matt thinks they're not going to be in the top eight. I think they'll definitely be a top eight team. I saw they're paying four bucks to get in the top eight. Oh no, it was like two fifty or something. So I would jump on that, get some free money, but gamble responsibly. Um, yeah. So look, we said it was going to be a quick one. I don't really know how long this has been running for. I haven't been looking at a clock, a counter, or any time telling device. We just want to get something out to people. Hear my sultry little tone. Just been a while since I've done a solo one. Uh, Matt did the most recent one. I think it was an NBA playoffs one. But look, we'll be back. Speaking of NBA playoffs, we will be back in the next one for that. There's been some crazy stuff going on and we wanted to bring it up, but I will not. I'll save it for Matt. We'll do weekends and NBA kind of first round update for your Thursday show. Uh, and then back to regularly scheduled programming on the Monday, which will be the the NRL show. And hopefully the Sherpa can make an appearance for that one. We'd love to have him. Um, if you want to hear him and you want to hear us, you can find us wherever you find stuff. Again, that is Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We put some stuff up on TikTok, especially when, if we do these takeover or these solo episodes, we'll do a couple of things with the other boys on the social media. Jump on that. You can also on social media, find the cover, uh, the cover AU or the cover.com.au. Uh, you can jump on that. Daily Dribble as well is going to be doing some playoff stuff. I think we're going to collab with them at some point discuss nba basketball so that'll be really fun uh make sure to tune in look thank you for sticking with just me i know it's a lot i know it can be too much but it is appreciated and i'll see you in the next one